Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your illustrious host, Luke LeBen, and the award for my co-host goes to Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? Oh my god, thank you. I'd like to thank uh, my family, I'd like to thank my fiance, I'd like to thank you, Luke, and all the listeners, most of all. Yes, Uh, we we are so happy to bestow this honor to you. Um, You've been my co-host for a long time, I don't know why uh, we're doing this, but it's because today, the very day we are recording, yes, is Askinami Day, which is what I hope it's... Which is what psychos call Oscar nomination day. Askinami Day. I don't know if uh, it's if it's actually even called Oscar nomination day. There's probably a more official title of it. Um, but with the Academy, you know, the way they like to be a little pretentious... But yes, it is Askinami Day, and we the the hot list is in of all the nominations. Who's gonna win this year? And uh, the most important nomination that I always go to, I scroll right down to the bottom of the list. Actually, that's not true. I usually get distracted uh, by many other nominations, and then by the time I get down to the one I want to get to, it's best original song. And uh, we got some winners this year. Um, there's a Beyonce song that I haven't heard. It's called Be Alive. I probably should have listened to it, but uh, it's probably good. It's Beyonce. Uh, I think Lynn needs to win. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda with Dosu Aragitas. Uh, he needs to complete that EGOT. So... Luke, we talk, like this is wild because we were going to talk about Encanto regardless this week and now it's relevant. Oh, I forgot we were even going to do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you saw it. You just saw it Finally. for the first time, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I mean, every song is amazing in it. Every one of Lynn's songs. And then the score, which we'll get to, is also amazing. Okay. Um, Pardon my ignorance. Which Uh-oh. song is Dos Origatos? Uh, well, it's not Domo Oro Gatu, Mr. Roboto. I don't know what the fuck just came out of your mouth. I, listen, I, <laughs> I like, whatever the opposite of bilingual is, I am, I, like, can't speak anything. It I is... can't speak English. I, it's, I do my best, and that's all I got. It is Dos Origitas, which means two caterpillars, because it's this whole thing of... The two caterpillars, uh, basically, I was watching Lynn just talk about this on Jimmy Fallon about how this is the song that plays when Abuela talks about how the grandpa got murdered, basically. And so Lynn was like, I can't just have this woman sing about how her husband died, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he made this cute, like, folk song, uh, but it's, like, heartbreaking also, but it's, like... Uh, Dos Origitas, it's the two caterpillars and they have to pull apart or fly apart to reunite. It's like they don't want to leave the cocoon, but they need to leave each other so that they can become butterflies. Um, 
And you know what it makes me think of? The episode of Pokemon that made me cry as a kid where Ash has to let Butterfree go like because it's like Butterfree mating season and he has to say goodbye to Butterfree even though he loves Butterfree and was one of his first Pokemon. But he has to let it go because it has to be happy in the wild. Um, so yeah, it's a beautiful song and Lynn needs to win for it. What did you think of the movie and the music in specifically? Uh, it was fantastic. I think uh, musicals are a much maligned genre. I'm a big fan. Yeah, And animation lends itself so well to musicals because you can get insane with the visuals and yeah, it, it works so well. I just, uh, the movie's incredible. And unfortunately it's lasting impact is those two lines that have been stuck in my head for an entire week and a half from, we don't talk about Bruno that are Wait. literally everywhere. Okay. I'm trying to think which line because the one that is Kyle's favorite is Isabella, your boyfriend's here. Oh Time no, it's for dinner. It's the one where it's like he told me that the man of my dreams, like that. Yeah, the bridge with the major part, great. I love yeah. it. Um. Okay. Well, we got sidetracked, Kev, because that's only the second song on the list, and we need to talk about the other songs too. Okay. Because let me take the next one, because I am uh the bond expert on this podcast oh okay yes i would love to hear your thoughts on this one no time to die by billy eilish yes Uh, the theme for this movie of the same name not my favorite bond movie not my favorite bond theme yeah i mean billy eilish is great um yeah i just i don't does a fine job i don't particularly uh, think that she lends herself necessarily great to a bond song um i i think unfortunately at least for the next few everyone's going to be comparing it to skyfall because that yeah was really was good and one. adele knocked it out of the park and this just i don't think did enough to differentiate it from that kind of genre because like bond themes have varied in quality and genre as much as anything in the world could I mean, I I played Annie, the uh, really aren't they with... always like it's always like Capitol Hill. You're <laughs> honestly, Luke, just get your makeup brush out and put on some clown makeup because <laughs> you're out of fucking control. They're... I think I was doing a mix of the Grinch song and the Capitol Hill song from Schoolhouse Rock there. Some notable Bond uh, artists include Tina Turner, Aha, Duran Duran, fucking Madonna, who, did I say that already? I don't know. Madonna's is terrible. Don't listen to it. Uh, Chris Cornell, Jack White, Garbage. There's so many. And I just feel like we've fell into this kind of throwback-y style. And I'd like the new one to be something different. Okay, cool. Um, I hope that the new one is like 100 Gex Hyper Pop Madness. What a- it's just no time to die. <laughs> Honestly, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, Kev, I'm sorry because I need to. I'm like, I'm saving the most insane one for last, but I need to mention the the fourth one is Somehow You Do. 
and I read the name and it was like Diane something. And I was like, who the fuck is that? It's Reba McIntyre. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we don't need to even know that because Lynn's going to blow them all out of the water. Uh, but, and like, honestly, if Lynn doesn't win, it is a crime because he should have won for Moana because La La Land beat it. And it's like the songs from Moana, I feel like are way more lasting than the songs from La La Land as good as the songs from La La Land are. Um, so I think this is uh, this they need to correct an injustice here and give it to Lynn. But do you know, Kevin, what the fifth song is? No, not, not a clue. I I don't know if I've talked about my feelings about the Oscars before, but uh, I don't care. But I'm um, here. I'm here for you. So you tell me, and I'll react accordingly. Okay, Kev. I'm just gonna say this. Uh, in the year of our Lord, 2022, with the pandemic still, you know, rearing its ugly, ugly mug. What, what artist would you say is like one of the least likely artists to receive accolades in this time? And I will say it's not like Michael Jackson or R. Kelly that level, but... I just want to hear if you have a guess as to someone uh, who you would not really expect to see nominated right now. I, I super don't expect this, uh, which I think fulfills your question. And if it is this, I'm quitting the podcast. But that's definitely Kid Rock. No, no, no. Um, so Good. I guess Good. Because he doesn't. Yeah. So oh, proceed. Man, that would have been that would have been real bad. But it's Van Morrison. <laughs> Oh no, Van Morrison! <laughs> because Belfast is uh one of the big movies this year, and you know he's a big Irish uh, artist, I believe. He's a grumpy old man who put out a song. Um, yeah, I want to talk about that song, Kev, because it's called "This Has Got to Stop," and you know, like my brother, my brother, and me did a whole bit about it. <laughs> yeah, it's been like made fun of a lot. I've heard. But I feel like the thing that not enough people are focusing on is the fact that it's Eric Clapton and Van Morrison, and they have apparently named their duo Slow Hand and Van. <laughs> and what? Oh, man. I love it. Uh, so get, apparently Eric Clapton is Slow Hand. Uh, does he play the guitar slowly? I don't know. Listen, my dad is a huge uh, influence in my musical taste, uh, and we disagree on many things especially yeah. the uh recent recordings of van morrison <laughs> of which he said oh yeah he's got a new album out it's 28 songs long and i oh god why does any oh, album need no. to be that long it's two hours and eight minutes and the only song i've heard and the only song i ever want to hear is uh track 27 why are you on facebook which <laughs> honestly that's you don't need to hear anymore uh but the title to understand the gist of van morrison's grievances with the world it's oh eric clapton also sucks like not as a musician but as a like public figure lately so this just seems to be appealing to the academy's grumpiest and uh most resistant to change members um, also the album art for 
than Morrison's latest record project, Volume One, yeah, which you're referring to. Yeah, the album art looks like a template for a a album art on like a stock website or something. hundred percent. Like it looks like. <laughs> I don't know, or like some sort of promotional material. It is, it is like Ariel font. There is a <laughs> tiny graphic element with a gradient. I could whip that right. up in Photoshop in four minutes. Yeah. All right, Luke. We've rambled. Yeah. This is this is long. Um, we got to get into the music because this is, of course, best song ever, and we're not talking about that Van Morrison and Eric Clapton song that did not make the cut. Uh, instead, we're going to have some other fantastic new tunes for you. And I believe I'm starting us off today, right, Kev? Yes, you are. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna take us on a little trip, uh, head down, pick up maybe some, some cigarettes or some candy, or some snacks. A bacon, maybe. egg, and cheese. Um, I don't know about a bacon. Yeah, probably a bacon, egg, and cheese. Definitely. You know, um. I think uh, Harley Quinn famously got a good-looking egg sandwich at a bodega. Uh, and that's the band we're talking about today, Bodega. This is an amazing band I played on the podcast before. They're a great, like, catchy, angular rock band. Uh, they have great, like, rambling vocals and social commentary and angular guitar work, uh, like rock and post-punk acts like Parquet Courts and car seat headrest and their first album was actually produced by austin brown from parquet courts and that's the only project i've heard by them because i remember this album endless scroll and really enjoying it and endless scroll yep did not listen to anything since so i'm excited to return to the bodega i love their album titles because they sound all like kind of like uh, like promotional slogans or something, endless scroll, shiny new model, broken equipment, but they're all like kind of weird dystopian ones. And that's like how I think of their, their songs sometimes. And they had a book club that, during the pandemic that would uh, meet and uh, talk about different philosophers and have these long, great conversations. And so that like influenced the making of this album. And, you know, there's a lot of really uh, heady, and poignant social commentary and references on this but it's also just great fun catchy rock to listen to and that's what we're going to hear on this song doers and this song kind of comments on you know work obsessed cultures and uh there's some some great like kind of humorous lines and then also like I said very powerful and uh just relatable and accurate to life uh, lyrics. So let's take a listen to Bodega with Doers. Search it, you can post it on my wall. 
maximize both soil lid, toilet seat. You need to make both ends meet. Scrouch overhead till your head touch feet. See, I take all my meals to go. It's passed down the tube. Delivery and back to my workflow. Innovation awaits for no man. Unless I lose my dongle, you must will. Your maxims only they apply to you. The universal law of the tour. You see this book stack? I have been at the reach. Eat cough theory by pillow while I sleep. They say this show's incredible. They say Oofra's indelible. Who is they and why are they constantly seeking a deeper authority? Huh? It's making me bitter, harder, fatter, stressed out. Maybe it's making me bitter, harder, fatter, stressed. This city's made for the doers. Gonna give that a hot diggity dog. Hell yeah. yeah I'm the kind excited. of hot diggity dog you would get at a, at a bodega. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to hear more from them. I haven't realized they've put out so much music since their debut. So now I've, I know I've yeah. got a lot to listen to. It's kind of uh, the music I'd expect to come out of a bodega. Like, of, of bodega clientele. Um, and kind of like <laughs> punky, yeah. Brooklyn-y uh, artists. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's definitely feels right in that genre yeah, feels um, accurate so i like it i mean the just the concept of the song the doers and what yeah what's for them versus what's for everyone else is really interesting mm-hmm. for sure uh because the world is totally built around the doers you know just like business hours and <laughs> at the very least and just like you know everything's a lot easier to find when the world's up and moving but yeah a lot of uh great lines and like interesting insights in there i also love the the sort of juxtaposing these grand like philosophical proclamations with modern age like bullshit uh where it's like innovation stops for no man unless i lose my dongle (laughs) and like the way he says it like that is so funny we've all been there we've lost a dongle oh dude it's the worst but like just that like you know Oh yeah, I'm gonna like take the world by storm. Oh fuck, I don't have my dongle, man. It's it's all falling apart. It's so absurd. Uh but yeah, just like definitely gives you that I always just like picture little dystopian worlds every time I listen to their songs. <laughs> yeah. It's um, uh they're awesome. I, I'm excited to hear more. Yeah. And actually, I will say, uh, we were hearing Bodega Ben. I love that that's what he goes by, uh, the vocalist we were hearing on that song. Also, we did hear a little bit of Nikki, 
and she's the other vocalist and a couple of her songs are my favorite on this album and one with the the two i mean they sing together a lot too one with both of them singing is really great they got some like faster punkier ones they got some like goofier sort of like b50s b52 tom tom club-esque uh like rock ones that are kind of like goofy and cool so they're doing a lot of fun stuff on this album and uh i'm very excited for it to come out in the world because i got a little sneak preview and i can say it's amazing i can't Um, i can't wait to to get it into my hands as just a member of the general public and hear what you're so excited about yep you're uh you're gen pub you're a doer as i always like oh to say. no <laughs> it's okay sometimes you got to be a doer uh <laughs> so that was bodega with doers from broken equipment out march 11th on what's your rupture i don't know if that's the inflection that label's supposed to be read with but i like it they had to know that someone would read it with that yeah. inflection well luke chicago's uh Kana had a debut in 2019 that really showcased her vocal ability and natural inclination toward textured R&B production. I know. I remember. I was there. Yeah. See, (laughs) I I was here listening to it. I wasn't, I missed this. Uh, It's a cool project that I hadn't had a chance to listen to until this week. And I'm disappointed in myself that it took this long. Uh, It's something, uh, you know, I, I, I'm three years late. It's insane. Well, any time is a good time to get on board. Exactly. And I'm on board now ahead of her sophomore project. It was a home, which is set for a March release. Nice. Uh, Kana has been dropping singles and they've been super good, including the track Casita, which I feel like is extra relevant after uh, Encanto uh, and all of our discussions yep, about yep. that. So all of these songs have had a really like strong R&B palette with really self-reflective lyrics and Kana's stellar vocals front and foremost. And the track I've got today is seemingly Kana having a lot of fun. The music video, uh, which we can watch if you'd like features a hazy dream like state where Kana addresses an audience of puppets through the TV. And, uh, the track's pretty tantalizing in its structure. Almost immediately as it gets going it has the self-control to pull back and have this very kind of nebulous chanting bridge and pre-chorus before in the back half Kana returns at full strength and like blows us out of the water i can only say that this has really like jammy production like that's really what's it's got going on and the whole song i just i feel like it's coated in a layer of sugar and I am going to stop with the analogies here because I think I have painted a picture and it's time to listen to it. You've painted a picture with jam because I thought you just meant jam in a song sense, but you meant literal. Yeah. Sugary jam. Uh, This is a sweet song. As sweet as an apple. So let's listen to Kana with Apple. Tree. I wanna be that sweet. Do you have 
so much sugar I could keep. I have so many questions, like what's it like to be? 'Cause I've been having trouble letting myself see, 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 see. the beauty in the things I speak, the way my hands hold my dream, the crooked nature of my teeth. That song was definitely jammy. It was sweet and catchy and bouncy and fun, but also it was a little kind of creepy sounding yeah. just by like the the interesting chords that like she's working in there. Um and yeah, so that was like and definitely with the video, it was like similarly like those 90s puppet kids shows like blues clues and shit i mean some of them were kind of creepy um and uh i also like the lyrics how talking about like focusing on your negative things or like finding it hard to see the good things that's sort of what i was getting from the lyrics in the chorus i think and it's funny that she talks about uh focusing on her crooked teeth because i definitely i have a tooth that overlaps my other tooth because of my wisdom teeth and I put off going to the dentist for years 
and uh, just went for the first time and it was like painful, but I thought my teeth were like completely stained. And like, again, it was like a insecurity of myself, like because I smoked for so long, like I had stains on my teeth and I was like, my teeth are just like rotting and like dead, but they really just had stains on them and they were fine. And like, so uh, I go to the dentist and like, they pretty much removed them all. <laughs> and it's like, oh shit. So I really shouldn't have even been stressing about this all these years and focusing on this insecurity because if I had just gone to the dentist, I could have taken care of the issue and not felt bad about it. Is that not the case for so many insecurities where you stress about it and oh. worry about it and it produces so much anxiety over such a long time? And then yep. once you've finally addressed it, it's just not a thing. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy too, where it's like it becomes a bigger thing because you're worrying about it being a thing. Yeah. So, uh, Absolutely. yeah, that was a cool, uh, I like the sentiment and the lyrics and it was very cool and interesting production and a great video. Yeah. I'm excited to hear the album. I think it'll be really cool. Yeah. That was Kana with Apple from her upcoming album. It was a home due out March 4th, courtesy of city slang. All right, well, I'm excited to play my next song from an Amsterdam seven piece. Uh, this is the band. Yeah, that's seven members. That's a lot. This is the band Personal Trainer. And I mean, they're a big band and they got a big, bold sound, baby. Look at this and Spotify picture. They're having so much fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. And I actually just heard this song and was like, this is a cool song. I'll play it on the podcast. Come to find out that this band is the brainchild of Willem Smith, who previously had the band Can Shaker Pie. I don't know if you've heard them, but I played them way back in September 2017 on the podcast. Wow. um, Yeah, and it uh, got them working with Stephen Malcolmus. So Willem got to work with Stephen Malcolmus as a teenager. So, like, that's amazing. Uh, by the way, I go back to look at the episode that we played them on, and uh, I'm just gonna read you the the yeah, artist play I, I because like, some I of like them, these uh, some of them did not stand the test of time in a couple oh, no. of ways. Uh, so first we got Matthew Deere featuring Tegan and Sarah. Great, great awesome. artists. Uh, second, brand new. Not not oh. great. Very bad. Third, John Mouse. Uh, in case you don't know, he was with Ariel Pink at the Capitol riots. <laughs> oh. So this episode Whoa. was just like, wow, we really nailed it. <laughs> um, with the not aging well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wild uh, to look back at that and be like, man, pretty crazy times. And a lot has happened with Willem Smith and now no longer can shake her pie with the band personal trainer. And like I said, this is a big band with a big sound and this song like shifts in a couple different ways and has, has some interesting elements going on throughout and it's called key of ego. And, uh, Smith said this about the song. I would rather see myself as a question type of guy than an answer type of guy. For me, that translates to being a vague gesture type of writer, which I like, but can get really insecure about. I'm not too sure what Key of Ego is about yet, but I think it has something to do with masculinity 
machismo and shame. And then uh, he sort of describes the process of making this song and says, we messed around a lot and the moments when something actually worked always brought forth this fun energy. And I hope we've captured that for all to hear in the final song. And I think they certainly did. So on that note, let's take a listen to Personal Trainer with Kia Vigo. Sway! 
Hot diggity dog. That was good. Hell yeah. That ruled. That was awesome. Right? I, you know, it's typically not a good thing when I go to look at how much is left in a song because, yeah. You, you, I mean, obvious reasons. Uh, like two and a half <laughs> minutes in, though, I was, it like had this big sweeping change and I was yeah. like, oh man, are they, are they doing more with this? And I was like only halfway through and I was excited that there yes. was so much more to go. That, I mean, just from the beginning, that, that, I mean, I, that like that was yeah i call it uh the new pornographers synth uh because they use that kind of that yeah i love that sound it's just like a big really big intro and you're like okay i'm listening yeah um and then the when they strategically bring it after the slowed down epiphany bridge because i love when an epiphany and then it's like oh now the song shifts into epiphany land and yeah. then I love this sort of uh, cracky high vocal and epiphany. I you butchered know, it there. <laughs> you know what group it reminded me of? And this was a band that I was ride or die for for much longer than most people were. Uh, was Who? OK Go. Oh, dude. OK Go. Yeah. They're OK. Yeah. <laughs> go. No, but they like obviously treadmills. Big fucking deal biggest thing in the world for like a whole year but they did create some like cool kind of experimentally music like this and i got that vibe like in the vocal performance and just kind of the the big broad almost like orchestral feel to it right right that that was awesome like i i went and saved their last ep to my library i want more um okay go sounds like me when they're like can we play some music for you and i go Okay, go. <laughs> Not only was that joke uh, executed with more to be desired, but also like two minutes later than we talked about. Okay, go. So ten out of ten out of ten. That's oh, that's podcasting. I was sitting on that bad boy for sure. Um, but I do want to talk about the uh, lyrics and the sort of theme of this song with the whole uh, masculinity. And yeah. I only catch like bits of these lyrics and they're all like really interesting and great. And I'm like, I really want to like dig in deeper to every single lyric here. But Smith said that he was using like the uh, the chanting of the gang vocals to be like recall the uh, machismo chance of those uh you know those sporting events you love so much uh and yeah like yeah just sort of evoking that energy but it's also super just catchy and i feel like just works really well and also uh similar to like bodega i feel like goes into that sort of uh post-punk like uh parquet courts type rock uh sound which i really like and where it's kind of like funky and mechanical uh, but then, like you said, then they shift and go do this whole like theatrical kind of bridge with the epiphany happening. And then it brings that big part back in and just gives that that big punch for the end, which was great. Uh, but, yeah, I can definitely relate to the lyrics of like, you know, feeling like you're not uh, living up to this. Is how I interpret it, at least like living up to the ideal of masculinity. And then you realize that the epiphany that you shouldn't be trying to live up to that because that's stupid you know um and definitely something i've dealt with in my life so 
I think more relevant today than than ever before. For sure. So that was Personal Trainer with Key of Ego, and that is out now on the industry. Originally from Athens, Georgia, a New York City-based night palace is described as a shocking alchemy of nostalgia meets anticipation. Frontwoman Avery Draught is the psychedelic core of the group, lending her dreamy vocals to the band's kind of just like classic guitar band sound. The few singles that they've released have all showcased the group's commitment to the ethereal indie pop sound that we know so well. But the song I've chosen today, I think, perfects the idea. This is uh, based on a year the friend of Avery spent watching online psychics. And this song begins with vocals panned way to one side and then snaps to the other before going into this melodic guitar and like kind of just continuous driving bass line uh, over the standout instrumentation of the song, an organ, which I always love to hear. There's a solo. I won't spoil what instrument it is, but it's one of my favorites. And uh, having said all that, let's just do it. Let's listen. This is Night Palace with Jessica Mystic. Oh 
Got to give that a Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. Great dream pop song. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Beach House uh, with their new album coming out. So I've been in a dream pop mood. And this was so well executed. And I loved the dreamy, jangly verse. Almost reminded me of like Always, Always uh, Mm -hmm. esque verse. Uh, then a fucking Dracula organ comes in and I'm like, what's happening right now? <laughs> and it was super cool. And so like, I was already loving it, ready to give it the stamp. And then the aforementioned mystery instrument solo. It was a sax, baby. Yes. Yep. It was beautiful. I loved it. It was like, I was loving the song already. And then that just put it over the top, uh, which, you know, I got that. Loggins and Messina album and I was thinking about how uh like I got the vinyl of Loggins and Messina full sale and like how uh I feel like the 80s soft rock guys who were kind of like I used to make fun of mm-hmm. now like Thundercat when he had Michael McDonald and, and a bunch Loggins, of those guys yeah. it was Loggins on that okay yeah and um yeah and I feel like that made me realize like oh shit that music is so great and it's like it can be cheesy and sappy but it's just smooth and great you but so i loved that sax solo yeah you sent me that logins and messina album and i've listened yeah. to it like four times since you sent it oh really it, it yeah. rules yeah i sent it's it so to jared great. from big dad energy oh, really? like he's Dude. so into that shit and he's like oh, oh wow that is like dad rock mm-hmm. masterpiece right there yeah, uh but yeah got- it's so good I was just listening to some of it, too, after I listened to this song again, because it was so good. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, this song was amazing. I added it to my Grooves playlist and my Best Songs of 2022 playlist immediately. Uh, I love, love, love it. Uh, You were right when you said that this was, like, the perfect encapsulation of that sound. Um, And, uh, (laughs) you know, I... We have a playlist that we put our songs into beforehand, and I was listening to Key of Ego, uh, the song we previously listened to, and I thought it was just Spotify radio, but it turns out it was Kevin's songs uh, for, for this episode. Mm-hmm. And so I did hear this song before, and I was like doing my notes for the, the Key of Ego song, and I was just like focused on that and like listening to this song in the background but not paying attention to it. And then after like a minute, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) it stopped me in my tracks where I was like, wait, what have I been listening to right now? And uh, so, yeah, very well done. Love this song. Yeah. I am excited to hear more albums coming in, but a few months. So that, that was night palace with Jessica mystic from their upcoming album, diving rings out April 1st via park, the van. Oh, well, I feel like my uh, next song will fit well because it's also smooth. Um, and By Santana and Rob Thomas? No, oh, I wish. No, this is better, actually. It's smoother. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yes, I know. It's a high bar to clear, but this band does it. They're called No Frills. They are a Canadian band, and I was reading it's interesting because... The vocalist that we're going to hear is Maddie Wild and does some great vocals on here. But this band was uh, sort of the project of Daniel Beshaken. 
And uh, so he was the one who got some of these started. He recorded drum and bass to tape because like this was like during, you know, the, the pandemic, the shutdown. He was like going analog to do all this stuff and then would like bring the masters, like digitize the stems. And yeah, so I was like, he was doing some some wild stuff. And uh, then like the other bandmates like Maddie, who you're going to hear sing the vocals, also plays keys. Jonathan, Matt, and Mike would just sporadically drop in and do their parts, which is an interesting approach. Uh, and it's kind of cool that, like, because listening to this song, I was thinking, like, Maddie's the main singer, but it's kind of cool to have this, like, uh, just sort of pop in, you know, and contribute. And the band sort of trades off duties, you know, that's always fun. And uh, this is just is a great sound. The song we're going to hear is called Copycat. And there's a great, like, animated kind of trippy video with the cat smoking a cigarette. Uh, if you want to watch it, Kev, I do I recommend it. It's it's a good visual. And this the album is called Downward Dog. And so it's fun with, like, the copycat Downward Dog. And the Downward Dog is, like, kind of a it's, – it's kind of a joke but also a poignant thing because I feel like it's, like, Downward Dog. You picture a dog with its head down in the dirt like the – the yoga physician uh but that's why he picked this title because it's got the sort of like double meaning of the malaise of planting face planting into the ground but then it's also like a yoga position that he attempts every morning as a part of a positive mental health routine so it's kind of that balance of the sarcastic cynic and the positive like taking care of yourself and that's sort of like the point of view you get in this song so why don't we take a listen to no frills with copycat
you know I gotta give that a hot diggity seven inches from the midday sun dog. Seven inches from the midday sun. I thought you were gonna say a hot diggity downward dog. Oh, see, I could have gone so many different ways, but once you get Rob Thomas and Santana in my mind, they ain't leaving anytime soon. Oh, okay. I didn't get that reference at all. (laughs) You forgot that dog is in the album name of this And you forget that it's a hot one, seven inches from the midday sun, the first two lines of Rob Thomas and Santana's seminal hit, Smooth. We both fucked up. Wait, wait, he's seven inches from the midday he sun? L- but a bump, but a bump, a bump, and then it does all that shit, and then it's like, yeah, it's a wait, hot. No, no, I mean, oh, okay, so so he's implying that it's so hot outside that it feels as if you're a mere seven, seven inches, inches from the midday from sun. The sun. Okay, yes. I got you, I got you. Okay, you're off the hook, Rob Thomas and Santana. I thought I caught you slipping, but oh, I guess not. You wish. <laughs> That was super fun though. Like I, I love just kind it's of the great. upbeat. The music video rules. Like it's it's so yeah. psychedelic and colorful. Right. It's but trippy, man. Yeah, I just I love the kind of just like lackadaisical. I feel like I'm out in a field of flowers, right. spinning around, listening to that song, and that's that's what we need more of. Yeah, for sure. But Kev, yes, listening to it this time, I was picking up on. And this is kind of a theme with the songs. We had the Dracula organ. We had the Kaina song being a little creepy sounding at times. I picked up on the darker side of this song where it's a copycat. And it's like, I'll do everything that you do. Uh, I'll get cut in two. And so it's like, you if you apply it to life, it's like, I'll if you're hurting yourself, I'll hurt myself too. And then it's like, throw the other half away. And I'm like, Oh geez. Um, So, and that's the thing is like, uh, it's, he's sort of blending that, that sort of sunny side of things, but also with the, the cynical and sort of malaise Mm -hmm. uh, end of things. And so this is definitely a pumped up, uh, a puke, a a pumped up kicks experience, uh, as we love on the show. Uh, seemingly catchy sunny song has darker meanings so we love that that field of flowers full of poison yep (laughs) so that was no frills with copycat from downward dog out april 1st on big soap luke for the first time in nearly a decade mice parade is putting out a new album Oh, yes. I used to uh, love the mouse parade. I always went out in the alley, you know, would put no, some cheese out no, and they all come running. You're getting your your dreams confused with reality, bud. Oh, this is the band Mice Parade, whose last project was in 2013. And uh, reading oh. that 2013 is now nearly a decade ago uh, hurt me inside. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's messed (laughs) up. But this new project started out as a home recording project, as so many artists have done in the last couple of years, and has exploded into a collaboration between musicians across the globe, including some awesome instrumentation, including drums, vibraphone, 
drums, vibraphones, classical guitar, and flamenco guitar, among others. Ooh. Band leader Adam Pierce uh, kept a strict rule during the recording. Each track got one take. Which oh, is crazy. Really? I as a as someone who you know has worked as a camera operator for many years, that first take is always a wild ride. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I would fuck up immediately. But yeah. that's awesome well, if they Made it through the takes. What they chose to do is that mistakes, quote, mistakes would exist. Uh, they would yeah. do a bit of editing, as you do in music. But of course. in some cases, the mistakes would serve as a reason to distract and add more into the track to kind of take away from where there might have been an error. And in that taking away, adding so much more. Right, right. So with all that in mind, I think this is a really special track. It features Koto Harp, a hammer dulcimer, and two drum kits. The vocals come from Okinawa, Japan, where vocalist Caroline Lufkin had just moved and used this song to fall in love with Okinawa, where she used to live and had not been in quite a while. Wow. The electronics come from Berlin via Gunner Tynes. So this is just completely a worldly track. Amazing. And you know, when you said there was a solo in the last song, uh, I was think I was jokingly going to say, was it a dulcimer solo? Wow. <laughs> but we get some dulcimer here. Yeah. And I love some dulcimer. It. This is a longer track than we usually play in the podcast, but I think it goes in so many cool places that when I heard it, I knew I had to reach out and I was so glad to be able to feature it. Let's listen to Mice Parade with Aisa Dancers. Thank you. 
Gotta give that a lordy, lordy, Barry Gordy. These mice are on yes. parade, and I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, I uh, I kind of thought I had you with this one. Oh, well, and we talked about how I heard your songs beforehand. And again, I had heard not the full song, so I didn't know that ending part was coming. But, like, yeah. I loved it. Same experience you had with his song earlier, where it's like, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm ready to stamp it with my stamp of approval. And then I'm like, oh, we're only halfway through. This is amazing. And that switch up with that, like, that sort of, like, fast-picked part. And then mm-hmm. uh, the, the drum beat coming in there and whatever that, like, chime 
thing was. I loved every minute of it. And I yeah. loved like traditional folk first half going into that sort of interesting second half. That last two minutes is just absolutely beautiful. Like yeah, I, it's amazing. I wish I had twenty minutes of that to listen to because I would just like keep that on repeat and just like right. achieve calm. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is like this was not too long for me. I would take a couple more minutes of this. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, uh, every- it. It's it really like it uses its time so well that yeah. I don't mind when it's that long. And I'm I'm probably a bigger stickler than most on length for music just because I I kind of think right. the brevity helps a lot of songs. But right, this is right. something that really was able to live within its duration and just grow and evolve and do a lot and give me more. I have sad news. This album oh. is coming out July first. So oh, that's okay. We It'll have be before we know it, but we have so long to go, Luke. Yeah, it's it's a, a ways, but it'll it'll be here before we knew it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was my parade with Aisa dancers from their upcoming album La Papo, out July first. Well, we simply have one thing left to do, and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in shouts. <laughs> first up, Spoony Spoon Spoon Spoon. Yes. Uh, good old spoon with Lucifer on the sofa. Uh, I once saw Britt Daniel at Mopop uh, watching Modest Mouse. Quite an interesting thing to see the lead singer of Spoon watching Modest Mouse. Kind play. of uh, scoping out the competition, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, and then he got taken away in a golf cart. Like, I'm assuming he was, like, going backstage or something. Ooh. But it was interesting. I'll uh, tell you what. I'll tell you. I was going to say. No, no, you tell me what. I love Spoon. I They've gone in a lot of different directions with their music. Some for better, some for worse. But I'm always excited to hear yeah. a new album and see kind of what they're up to. So I this might be my first listen this week. Oh, yeah. I love Spoon. Definitely going to check this one out. Uh, also, love Alt-J. Classic band. Seen them live many times. Mm-hmm. They're great. Their album, The Dream, is coming out. The band No Monster Club with Deadbeat Effervescent. Uh, the album cover looks really cool. I heard a song from it, and it was, like, very strange but cool. So I'll check it out. And then the great Nina Simone, one of the greatest uh, musicians that ever lived, with Feeling Good, her greatest hits. It's a greatest hits. Uh, I love Nina Simone, so I'll check out anything with her music. So check that out. What you got, Kev? First up, a uh, friend of the podcast, Shamir, played a song from him last year with hetero, hetero, with Heterosexuality. That album yeah. is probably going to be uh, incredibly unique and very interesting, and I'm excited to hear what Shamir has to bring, because all of his music has always sure. been pretty incredible. Luke? The most productive band in music continues to be productive. We have King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with Made in Timeland. Their second album of the year. I know their last one was a remix album, but still, holy crap. Counts. Yep. And there will be many more to come. Maybe they're just doing an album every week. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past them. We have Big Thief with my favorite album title of the year 
Dragon New War Mountain, I believe in you. Um, hey, I just want to send out a warning to all the albums that are currently my favorite in the year so far. Watch out, because Big Thief's coming for you. I'm very excited about this album. They've Ooh. released like half of it already. The singles, they've released like eight, and wow. they're all so good. Yeah, so it's going to be one of the best of the year. And we got more to go. Tegan and Sarah, still jealous. Insane. Awesome. They, they might come out with something incredible because all the I mentioned them earlier. Always been. Yeah, you did. And then <laughs> Joy Wave with Cleanse. So we've got a stacked lineup of albums coming out yeah. this week. And Luke, where, where are we going to be discussing those? Uh, you know, right there on the Discord. You uh, head over to planetant.com slash best song ever. You can join our Discord. And uh, I mentioned them. They're one of our three daddies, Planet Ant. We are a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. And like I said, planetant.com, that's where everything you need is over there. Um, And our third daddy, offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Um, My cousin Brian has a bar none hip-hop column coming out very soon in the next couple weeks and i got a sneak preview it's so good he gave me a bunch of great hip-hop albums i had not heard of and i told him like bar none has become my go-to place to find hip-hop now like what is coming out because i sometimes have a hard time finding like the indie stuff balanced with the more mainstream stuff and Brian's doing it. So uh, check that out. Keep an eye out for Bar None coming out. And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Askinami Day. <laughs> <laughs>